Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. So what do you do when you go out to a bar with a friend and you look over in a little circle of people and see one of your closest friend's boyfriend all over another guy? Well, you would think that you would actually say something to the friend, right? But in San Francisco... We don't fucking do that shit because I don't know if they're open. I don't know if they're monogamous. And also, it's probably none of my business. The year was 2011. And I will never fucking forget that moment as long as I live. As I stood there lifelessly with a blank stare in the living room of that anonymous guy's apartment and watched him walk into his bedroom, waiting for me to follow. I remember thinking to myself in my head, what the fuck are you doing here? Why did you come here? What is wrong with you? Uh, But I'm already here. I have to do this. I have to go in and go through with it. I I don't know if I'm making the biggest fucking mistake of my life. Am I going to be able to live with myself? I I just don't know what to do. Maybe, maybe I can talk to the guy. Maybe I can have a conversation with him. Yeah, you know, that's, people do that, right? That's a thing. Like, I could actually just tell him that I changed my mind and he would understand. I don't know anything about this guy. And I'm guessing that the neck tattoo is really just going to prove that his personality is not going to show any sort of sympathy in regards to the fact that I was getting cold feet in that moment. Oh my God. So I just have to fucking go through with it. Just suck it up, go in, get it over with and call it a fucking day. And as I walked through his bedroom doorway and saw him sitting on his bed, stroking his enormous cock, you know, one would think that I'd be fully aroused and ready to party. But in fact, my nerves were taking over in my mind. I had that like nervous pit feeling in my stomach. My heart was in my throat. I was sweating profusely. I could not believe that I was about to get on my knees and suck this enormous cock. But you might be asking yourself like, I'm hello, what the fuck are you talking about? You talk about sucking dick, hooking up with guys regularly on this show. And I just don't understand what you could possibly be so nervous about. But as I sat there, looked at the situation for what it was, realized that I had no other choice but to go through with it, I got on my knees and inched closer and closer and closer. And as my lips wrapped around that enormous cock and I began to suck, that light switch in my brain just went off. And I remember as clear as a bell thinking to myself, 
Holy shit, I just officially cheated. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's explore the idea of being with the same boyfriend for two years in a monogamous relationship, and then going over to that random hookup's house, putting your lips around their dick, and telling yourself, holy shit, cheater, cheater, big cock eater. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that actually probably is a little too messy to cover up the fact that it's probably cheating on you. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we discuss the entire notion of what it means to be a cheater, cheater, big cock eater. I mean, what do you think about cheating? Have you ever cheated? I've personally cheated on two of my past long-term relationships, and I'll go into a little bit more detail about that, who they were, why I did what I did. And just for the record, I'm not fully justifying any of the reasons why I did. I'm just simply giving you my gay expose on why I cheated and what that meant for me after that. And this week on the Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked you what you thought about, like, people who cheat. And the direct question was really just, what is the biggest reason that you think people cheat on their significant other and why? And so we'll get some of those answers this week. But first, before we actually go through our partner's phone and find so many incriminating text messages with that other guy that you just happened to run into last week, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's Re-Expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh my fucking God, what the fuck? What was I even trying to say there? What a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. So, (laughs) I made a mistake last week, you guys. Shocking, I know. But I really... Okay, so here's the thing. I was talking about escalator etiquette in San Francisco. Again, 
This is something I had no knowledge of, you know, prior to moving to SF. You know, aside from this, the only time I ever used an escalator before I moved to the city was like at the mall in Sacramento or some shit like that. So you all just kind of sat there and just kind of sort of cherry picked your way up the fucking escalator and just stood there. But things are not like that here in San Francisco. So most of our escalators are subway related or underground munis or whatever the fuck you want to call it. BART, Bay Area Transit, all of it. And it is a very fucking real thing. Like you will get like mean mugged or somebody will scream at you if you do not scoot over when you're on the left hand side and just standing there. The left-hand side, whether you're going up or whether you're going down, if you're facing whatever direction you're facing to the left, is meant to walk up or walk down. If you want to just ride the fucking escalator, you go to the right. So I made that mistake last week, and I think it was just my brain being ridiculous, and I don't think I had had enough caffeine that morning. So I I accidentally was referencing it the opposite direction. So it's to the left is when you walk up or down. And to the right is when you just stay stationary and let the escalator do its fucking thing. And it's so funny, too, because I, I, again, I talked about how, like, a guy I was dating right after I broke up with my ex-husband. And I really just had no knowledge of this whole escalator right-of-way thing at all whatsoever. And I remember we climbed on the escalator and my boyfriend at the time grabbed me and pulled me over to the right and was like, you can't can't do that. You can't stand there on the left. You have to, people will come for you. People will get mad at you. People will talk shit to you. You just have to clear the fucking left-hand side of the aisle. So if you're going to San Francisco and you want to ride the escalator, don't just fucking stand there on the left side. (laughs) And it's the left, not the right, just for the record. So sorry about that. I fucked up last week. So I want to make an official show announcement, which I do every so often on this show. I've decided to do, I guess you could say like a little facelift and make some alterations to the series itself. So basically what's happening here is I'm being looked at by a lot of different outside sources. And this is just part of that Ronnie Washburn next level dynamic where, you know, advertisers, people who want to support the show, things of that nature going into play, even future projects, etc. And so therefore, I need my brand to be on point. So what I mean by that is this show didn't really catch any sort of headway until like fucking late season two. And we're sitting here in this moment, what I'd like to call season three. But officially, I'm making the announcement that seasons on my gay expose podcast will be no more. And if you're actually looking at your screen right now, you've noticed that I've actually stripped all of the numbers off every single one of the episodes for a very strategic reason. So basically what's happening here is when I started this show about two years ago, I was really green, really didn't fucking know what I was doing. And a lot of the older shit that I recorded it's just fucking gut-wrenching and awful to even hear. And now that the show is moving in a direction of sheer success and I'm actually having other entities looking at me and, you know, seeing if they want to collab and work with me and all of it, I just decided I have to purge some of those terrible episodes and just completely get rid of them. Yeah, it's that bad, you guys. It really fucking is. So... Just to let you know that the show is getting a little bit of a facelift. And for that reason, because there are episodes that will be 
taken away entirely. I'm going to do a couple things. I'm not doing seasons anymore. I'm just recording every single week. And I actually feel like this will be better for the show because I think when I was doing the season thing, I really just went by numbers. And so right before I had to wrap the season, I always had to save that topic of conversation that I thought was the juiciest for the final. And so therefore, I would just do a bunch of filler episodes. And I just didn't really feel like it was... I was giving my full effort to some of these episodes. So if I just have to keep going without the entire notion of numbers or seasons or any of that shit, I just feel like I'm going to put more effort into it. And so really, it's just the reason for that. But also another reason why I'm doing it is pretty much because I feel like in the past, I really just jumped into those juicy topics of conversation that everybody wants to have on a podcast. But I did them two years ago when I didn't know what I was doing and the the content is just fucking terrible. So therefore, I'm deleting a lot of those fucking episodes and I'm breathing a little bit of recreation or a little re-expose moment. And I'm just going to hit those topics all over again because let's just face it, I've recorded over a hundred episodes and chances are that most people who are listening to the show regularly weren't listening back then. So therefore, I'm just going to give you exactly what I said then, but just in a much better way. (laughs) So stay tuned for all of that new fun fucking shit coming your way so very soon. And before we segue into the rest of this week's expose, I just want to remind you, you guys, please, please, please donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. Links in all of my bios on all of my socials. Links to where you can donate on both of my websites. That's RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com. Or MyGayExposePodcast.com. And you'll find a way to donate on both formats. You guys, literally, I'm not even kidding you. I put the shit all over my fucking name to a place where if you just simply Googled Ronnie Washburn, you find a way to donate. It's just the most fucking incredible organization. And I'm trying really fucking hard to raise at least $5,000 before June of 2023 for my AIDS life cycle journey. 100% of the proceeds go to this incredible fucking organization that it contributes to HIV, AIDS, anyone that needs any of those necessary resources that are, you know, not always given to everybody. Just fucking do it. That's all you need to know. And that is it. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have, uh, I have a feeling that he's probably not going to the gym again today. Theme undertone first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you the listeners in your opinion what do you think is the biggest reason why people cheat on their significant other and why so let's get some of those responses now Walter says, boredom, science, human impulse, and needs. 
Michael says, whether it involves me directly in whatever relationship I'm in or it's me looking into other relationships outside of mine, I often find that a drunken mistake is usually the typical culprit. Kelsey says, feeling trapped equals danger. So we do what we need to retain a feeling of autonomy and control. Or just simply something isn't working, so something has to give. I think a lot of people cheat because they're not wired for monogamy. That doesn't mean everyone isn't wired for monogamy, but I think that a majority of the human race would be polyamorous slash open if it weren't so frowned upon by the patriarchal construct. And apparently I can't talk today, but Kelsey, that is a very fucking good point. If it wasn't expected of everyone to get married and have kids and all of that fucking bullshit in our society, then maybe we would all just be fucking each other. <laughs> ben says, I think that for some people, it's just the thrill of it all. Marvin says, I guess it's something that is missing, whether emotional or physical, in that current relationship. York says, maybe because they're unhappy in their relationship? Sergio says, some guys can't keep their dick in their pants. <laughs> and just in case you were wondering, Sergio is a definite San Francisco gay. So that's probably part of the reason why we're all fucking open and non-monogamous and polyamorous and all of that bullshit. Victor says, most likely the sex is boring, so they're looking elsewhere. Or they're looking for a bigger dick or a bigger ass. Lori says, the thrill of feeling needed. Joe says, nature, we're not all wired for monogamy. Some are, and good for them. Nurture, we lack the ability to communicate efficiently and honestly with others without the potential to hurt them. It's very plainly stated, but I think you get my drift. Matthew says, insecurities and greed. Lisa says, they do it because they don't think that they will get caught. So really quick before I read this person's answer, I just want to establish something here in this moment, chances are, if you listen along to this show and consider yourself a fan of my Gay Expose podcast and listen to this segment, the Your Gay Expose segment, you know that I've always had to maneuver through so many different Robertos, Roberts, Rob, any like derivative or origin of the name Robert. I know like 15 and they often are like some of the people that consistently answer on this show. And some of them, truth be told, have the best answers. So for that reason, I have chosen to establish this next individual because I just recently met him. And of course, his name is Robert. But I met him this last year at SF Pride, and he's from San Diego. And so from this moment moving forward, I'm just going to always refer to him as San Diego Rob. So just so you know, this is my new friend, San Diego Rob, just to separate him from all the other fucking Robertos, Roberts, all of it. 
<laughs> so San Diego Rob says as follows, boredom, trying to remain in the scene as a couple. Peter said, if by people you mean gays, then it's because they all just want to stick their dick in a hole. <laughs> Tati says, boredom and curiosity. Michael number two says, for some people, they're just sex addicts. Tim says, as society evolves and the more television slash movies that we all watch, we sit there and we watch all of these characters in these movies and shows cheating on other characters in the show. So therefore, I think we're all subconsciously programmed to, even though we won't admit it out loud, cheat. <laughs> That's actually a good point. Jeff says, some people just live for the drama. And what's more dramatic than cheating on your significant other? Robert says, <laughs> he just sent me a gif from Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek. You know, the one where she's sitting behind like the motel counter and she's reading a book and that guy's trying to get her attention. And she says, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's Robert's response because ugh, let's just face it. Robert is never going to be in a monogamous relationship. He's my most recent ex and he is the only relationship I've ever been in that was open. And I don't think he ever has any intention of not hooking up with guys outside of whoever he's seen. And that's just fact. And also, that's just San Francisco. <laughs> Abraham says, because people are too scared to have real conversations that they are looking for something else. It boils down to communication. Imagine if someone said to their partner, hi, I'm attracted to a coworker and I haven't done anything with that person yet, but I'd like them. And I want to let you know in the spirit of openness before anything else escalates. Yeah, this is a very fucking good point. I think it is people scared of what will happen when they admit those fucking feelings out loud. Oh my God, you guys. So they're doing fucking construction in the apartment downstairs. I am so fucking over it. <laughs> Kevin said, I think the real reason why most guys cheat is because they're always thinking with the wrong head. Monish says, most relationships are built on sex. And once the sex starts to fade away, people start to look for sex outside of their relationship, hence the cheating. And if this bitch wasn't such a fucking sex fiend, <laughs> love you, girl, <laughs> then I would take this just a little bit more serious, but chances are he's probably very fucking right. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of cheating, excuses, and or information, and really just an entire expose on the human psyche at its finest and how we think things through, why we do what we do. And you know, this really isn't that type of show. So let's fucking 
move on. The reality of it is, is that people fucking cheat. And if you don't cheat, chances are that your significant other's probably cheating on you. (laughs) Oh, God. And if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And just remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose, and you'll find out all the reasons why I consider myself to be a cheater, cheater, big cock eater. guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. One of my favorite quotes from Schitt's Creek of all time, done by none other than Alexis Rose. She says as follows, cheating isn't cheating if it's in a dream or over the clothes. (laughs) You know, I feel like that whole nonchalant, like mindset or aspect on monogamy is really kind of the dynamic that I'm experiencing in this current moment in my life, in society, just all, just in all of my social gatherings, all of my close, tight-knit circle of friends, like all of them are either in relationships where they're open, relationships where they're polyamorous or whatever the fuck that shit is with all the different blurred fine lines of what that means in between, or they're just fucking single and, you know, just experiencing gay hookup culture at its finest and just enjoying their best gay life and not having to worry about the idea or the notion of cheating on anybody else because they're not committing to anybody else. And that is really honestly just quintessential San Francisco gay city living at its fucking finest. It's really very that. But you know, what is cheating? Once again, I have to take myself away from this cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble and realize that there are people like outside of the city all over the fucking world that do live by those monogamous standards and guidelines and get with someone, whether you're gay, straight, bi, whatever the fuck, you find one person, you commit to them. And if you sleep with anybody else, that is considered to be cheating. God, I feel like I'm teaching a fucking kindergarten class because it really, it's been so long since I've even had the idea or the notion of thinking in that way. It's 
it's very kindergarten-like or kindergarten-esque to me to even think that way, but it's a thing. So the reason why I decided to expose this this week is because, you know, I've been monogamous in my past and I've cheated before. I mean, if you listen to the opening story, that was actually the very first time that I had ever cheated before in my entire life. And it was my first serious boyfriend. We were very committed. In fact, we were like two years in. But my first boyfriend, his name was Scott. He was a fucking child, super immature, just didn't want to get his fucking shit together or his life together. I remember when we first moved in together, he actually lost his job. And I remember going to work and then coming home and he literally would be on the computer like playing video games when I left and I would come back like fucking eight hours later and he wouldn't have moved. He'd be in the same clothes. Like it literally was as if he just didn't have the drive or just he didn't give a fuck. He just was going to do his thing. And, you know, it just sort of took its toll. And because the relationship wasn't like everything that I had hoped and dreamed, I think that's sort of why I was subconsciously looking for something else. Like so many people answered in this week's Your Gay Expose segment. I think that so many of us are actually looking for something better when we're in that moment. When you're in that moment where you have committed fucking two full on years to this one person and shit's just getting a little too comfortable in that relationship, you start to look for something more. And so that story that I opened this expose with, that was that moment. That guy with the neck tattoo hit me up on fucking Grinder, and I went over to his place and I had knots in my stomach. I was so nervous about what I was about to do. I I was questioning myself. I was asking myself why I showed up to that house. And I remember putting my lips around his dick in that moment and just beginning to suck. And officially knowing in my mind that there was no going back. My, his dick was in my mouth. I was sucking. It was done. I officially was a fucking cheater. A cheater, cheater, big cock eater, like literally. The next boyfriend I cheated on, his name was E. Now, the reasons why I cheated on E were more along the lines of the fact that he was very heavily in the closet. I remember when we first started like talking and getting serious about our relationship, he pretty much told me that he would one day come out. He was a Filipino guy and he moved his family to the house that he had bought in Sacramento. And so because he wasn't out to his family and because it was like an Asian culture thing, and that's the excuse that he was using as to why he couldn't come out, I, it was he was so easy to cheat on because he had to divide his time between me and his family a lot. So I would just often use the excuse of going to hang out with friends and I was really just hitting up that guy on Grinder and going over for a hot bang out session. And I don't really know if he knew or not, but I mean, I cheated on him at least 15 to 16 times before I ended up breaking things off with him. And, you know, that was a whole different me. That was like such a fucking lifetime ago. That was what I was learning about myself was that I was so into sex and I had such a healthy sex drive and I just needed to get my fucking rocks off 
And if that meant cheating on my fucking boyfriend, then that's exactly what I was going to do. And I knew it was wrong. I knew I shouldn't be doing it. But yeah, I still found myself doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, looking back on that, it was also pretty boring. And so I think that there was something exciting about the idea of seeking out other guys for sex that just sort of brought a little fun spin to what it was that I was doing with him in that relationship. You know, and again, I, I mean, the the Ronnie Washburn that you hear before you right now in this moment, I'm not a cheater. I wouldn't cheat. If I committed to someone, I would commit to someone. My last relationship was open. So, I mean, I just think that I have evolved in such a way that I just sort of have moved on from that entire journey. I I just, I don't think that I have the desire to cheat. And I don't necessarily think that I will ever get into a monogamous relationship. I mean, who knows? I might. And I think that if I did decide to commit in a monogamous way to someone, then I wouldn't cheat. Because if if I decided to do that, then I had to be just like fucking really into them. And when I am really into someone, I don't really have the desire to cheat, which is why I didn't cheat on all six of my boyfriends from my past. Uh, But, you know, kind of back to what Kelsey said in the Yorgate expose segment this week, I don't think we're wired to be monogamous anymore. And if it wasn't for culture and society telling us that we had to find one person and have sex with that one person for the rest of our life and, and get married and have kids and all of that bullshit, like, I mean... That's why we're all cheating because we're not supposed to be doing that. I mean, let's just be, let's just be honest with ourselves, right? I mean, I mean, there's so many different factors and variations involved, but you know, I will say this when I work on my book, as I do every single day, one of the things, there's a current chapter I'm working on in this moment where I kind of have to flip back and forth in timeframes. And I call these two timeframes my Sacramento Ronnie and then my San Francisco Ronnie. Now, the Sacramento Ronnie is very, I call it my unintentional husband hunting, where when I break up with a boyfriend, I'm instantly trying to find that next guy. I'm instantly trying to find my future Prince Charming. I am unintentionally husband hunting. And, you know, for the first six-ish serious boyfriends in my life, in my Sacramento life, the Sacramento Ronnie, I did just that. I literally was fucking making out with Peter in the parking lot of the apartment that I still shared with Scott, as I disclosed in a previous expose, I mean, I was moving on that fucking quick. That was what I did. And I was just on to the next and planning my entire life out with that next person, only to find that it would end. And then I was doing it again and again and again and again. But after my divorce and after moving to San Francisco, and then my boyfriend that I was with for a year after that, I decided to be single. And this is what I call my San Francisco Ronnie Washburn, where I decided to actually partake in San Francisco city normalcy and participate in single hookup culture and just fuck and just have sex and just not commit to any one specific guy, just fuck around all the time. And that's when I learned San Francisco city living is so far different minded in the relationship idea of things than anywhere else in this fucking world. 
I thought when I was living in Sacramento that I had to be monogamous, that I had to have a boyfriend, that I was like, had my eye constantly on that happily ever after. But in reality, moving to San Francisco opened my eyes that there is so much more. Open relationships, polyamorous relationships, uh, relationships that can't even really fucking be defined, all exist within this cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble. So the entire notion of cheating and all the reasons why, it just doesn't even mean the same thing for me anymore. But once again, I have to kind of remove myself from this cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble and understand that there are people out there that do want monogamy, even gays that want to partake in monogamous relationships. And you know what? Whatever floats your boat, that is up to you. But I'm just letting you know that there are people out there who consciously walk into that guy with a neck tattoos apartment and stood there like a deer in headlights, not understanding or knowing why they even showed up in the first place, walking in and wanting to suck his dick and eventually just having sex with him for the very first time and officially solidifying the idea that he was a fucking cheater, cheater, big cock eater. And like, I mean, I'm here exposing this to you all. You can judge me however the fuck you want. But like, we all grow. We all learn from our past mistakes. And this is just one of those situations that I took a lot of fucking value away from. I grew and learned a lot from. And if you're judging me, you probably should be. But that being said, again, I'm not anywhere near in that same headspace that I was then. And I think now in this current moment, We just all have to take a step back and redefine what does it really mean to be a cheater, cheater, big cock eater. So what I learned since we're sitting here trying to fully define what it means to cheat is that, you know, while I was once upon a time in monogamous relationships in my past, and again, not to say that I won't be in the future, but I I have to say that just in case my future ex-husband or future ex-boyfriend is listening to the show right now, just for the record. But I do fervently feel that what I learned was that while I did cheat on both of those boyfriends from my past, there was something that was in those relationships that just wasn't working. I wasn't fully fulfilled in any one of those two relationships, and I didn't really understand or know how to articulate to them back then. And maybe I should have articulated it a little bit more as opposed to just going out and sucking the first dick that hit me up on Grinder, But at the end of all of it, you guys, we are evolving forward in today's society. And I do feel like, especially in San Francisco, monogamy is just sort of subtly followed by the wayside and about to just be like taken out of the con- entire relationship spectrum entirely, eventually. That's what I honestly feel. Just as Kelsey said, I don't feel that most of us are programmed to be monogamous. So again, that being said, define monogamy however you want to define monogamy and define being a cheater, cheater, big cock eater the way that you want. But at the end of all of it, it's just all a fucking learning journey. And that's it. So 
do we learn today, boys and girls? Ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning, and hell, even those cheater-cheater big cock eaters out there. (laughs) Well, we learned that cheating is something that a lot more of us, I think, are doing than we all might even expect. By the way, when was the last time you went through your significant other's phone and found incriminating information that could lead to the idea of them cheating on you? I'm not really trying to start any sort of conspiracy theory or get your mind rolling or any of it, but like, I mean, let's just face it. Everyone, I think, has cheated more often than people who say that they have not. So let's just sign off with that. But at any rate, just learn from your mistakes and just figure out what is best for you with your partner in regards to what it means to be in a relationship, whether that be monogamous or not. And with that, don't forget to call in the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me about your cheating experience. (laughs) And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars. Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch me of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle. The official website at MyGayExposePodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will cheat on you with your ex-boyfriend, and then your ex-boyfriend's boyfriend, and then their ex-boyfriend's boyfriend with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.